Hello, and welcome to the ERMI podcast. I'm Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer for ERMI. And in this podcast, you're going to learn about the journey of one of our own ERMI conference attendees into the transportation and agribusiness insurance industries. I'm very pleased to have as our guest, William Desert, Transportation and Agribusiness Practice Leader for Arrero Insurance Services. Hi, William. Thanks for being with us. And I'd like to talk about your journey into insurance. Hey, Joel. Thanks for uh, having me today. Happy to be here. Awesome. William, we were thrilled to meet you at the 2023 Transportation Risk Conference in Dallas, and we hope you enjoyed it. Want to know more about what motivated you to pursue the certifications and attend the conference? And we know there's an annual education requirement for the certifications to keep it in good standing, but really, what made you want to attend? Sure. Thank you for putting on such a great uh, conference in Dallas uh, last month. I've that was my third uh, ERMI conference, and I've enjoyed each one that I've attended in the past. I, I went to the TRC last year in Des Moines and uh, an Agricon earlier this year, and I think every transportation and trucking focused risk professional in our industry looks to enhance their craft and their education. And that's exactly why I go to these conferences. The breakout sessions have been very, very eye-opening, inspiring, and really helpful to my practice and to my clients. There were a handful of of speakers at this year's trip conference, uh, Scott Cornell from Travelers on Cargo Theft, Brian Hammer from Nationwide giving a really important safety presentation on, on telematics. And then uh, Matt Kelly on winning accounts from a compliance focus angle really stuck with me. So it's it's good to know that I'm doing the right things. And I believe that, you know, the TRC is a, a good conference. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, you know, I thought I, I caught some of those presentations, especially Max. I thought it was really great you know, material, especially if you're you know looking for a new way to convince a customer from a consultative way to work with your firm. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, and, you know, that's our goal really is to put on interesting and uh, engaging conferences. And speaking of interesting, you have an interesting background, William. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So born and raised in in California in a little beach town in, in Los Angeles called Hermosa Beach. Went to school locally there, then attended uh, the University of San Francisco in San Francisco. Went in thinking I was going to be a dentist, but couldn't make it through bio and chemistry my freshman year. So I switched to media marketing and got a minor in film studies with a focus on screenwriting. And uh, thought I was going to be a screenwriter, but got, took the first job I could out of out of college back in 2013 and moved across the country to Washington, D.C. and worked on a um, public affairs team. Then in 2015, moved back to California, uh, Southern California, Long Beach area. Had a few sales jobs, networked a lot, and that's how I got into the freight industry. So prior to being an insurance broker, I, I was a freight broker. Started on the full truckload, then moved over to intermodal import and export, and did a little last mile delivery for a couple of air cargo customers, and developed some owner operator programs. The truckload experience that I got in Long Beach at Echo Global Logistics 
really helped me understand the seasonality of, of shipping goods. I worked with a lot of trucking companies in California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, big produce states. So a lot of these trucking companies had direct contracts with shippers or larger carriers. And that, I think, has really given me an angle in my insurance practice to focus on food and produce uh, haulers. And you know, knowing what types of goods and when they are shipped it is really helpful when you know, speaking truck, if you will, to some of these clients and prospects, you know, knowing what type of equipment is needed, whether it's a temp controlled reefer for berries or fresh greens or a vented dry van for flower deliveries to, you know, a 20 stop delivery to Home Depot or, or Lowe's, these, this knowledge really helps in these conversations. So I transitioned to insurance in late 2020. While I was a freight broker, I was referring clients to uh, Arroyo Insurance Services. And in November of 2020, I had a meeting with the partners and slowly transitioned and have been here since the beginning of 2021. Really do enjoy it. You know, it, it it's a roller coaster for sure, but it allows me to be creative, be a problem solver, and I'm rewarded by how, how hard I work. So on the insurance side of things, I, I really have enjoyed the educational piece and getting the certifications. It's really increased my my knowledge and I'm a, I'm a curious person. So anything that, that I can learn, I'm, I'm open to it. And especially in this business where the world creates new risk every day, uh, new insurance solutions are developed and I get to learn something new and educate my clients. Awesome. You know, an interesting journey for sure, right? And, you know, 100% correct. The world keeps creating new risks every day. And it's really important for us to keep learning and growing, right? And and that brings us to the fact that in, in the few short years you've been in insurance, you have both your APHIS and your TRIP certification. Those are you know five core courses each you need to pass, and you know I'm thrilled to hear you know you've you've attended several ERMI uh, conferences, including the second a transportation risk conference, and it, in your opinion, I'm really curious what are the key benefits for insurance professionals in obtaining specialized certifications like AFIS and TRIP. And how do these certifications and conferences set individuals apart in the industry? Good, good question. I'll, I'll answer the, the key benefits question first. I, I think for me, just having the confidence when speaking with, with clients and prospects is, is the big reason why I went after my trip and AFIS. I wanted to ensure that any questions that come up in a meeting you know, I, I knew the answer or knew where to find the answer. I haven't, luckily to this, you know, knock on wood, I haven't been, you know, stumped in a in a fact-finding meeting, which is very embarrassing because it's it's happened in other sales jobs. But that that is primarily why I focus on getting both of these designations. I live here in the central coast of California now. We're a hundred mile radius of anything and everything produce and, and farm related. I got my APHIS specifically for wanting to write winery and vineyards uh, here in, in Paso Robles, but it's also helped me get introduced to, to large farms up in Yuba City and, and Napa County and Sonoma. 
I've spoken to a handful of business owners that ship wine by the truckload. And I don't think I would have gotten into those meetings without being referred and without having the, the APHIS designation behind my name. The second part of your question, these conferences really shed a light onto the industry. The, this, how should I say this? The, the specificity of certain industries within the insurance industry. And Agricon really opened up my eyes to you know, the, the world of property insurance when it comes to a distribution center or a food, food manufacturer, you know, having a, a large loss and, you know, how to mitigate that, how that might stick with a client for, you know, five or even 10 years, depending on how large it is. And that's exactly what the, the winery and vineyard owners are going through here in California with these large fires that we've had over the last five years. Um, they've just been devastating to our to our property insurers and our property clients. Similar states have had, you know, have been, their insurance carriers have been in the in the headlines as well. But you know, just seeing the you know the four or five insurance companies um, speaking to this, you know, in front of you know three hundred risk professionals, I I really think that you know gives you the the knowledge and expertise to to be successful, and you know the the thing about farming and trucking is a lot of states produce food. Every state ships food. Every grocery store receives food. They're, they're the backbones of our economy, farmers and truckers. I mean, everything you eat comes to you on a truck. Uh, you can't have one without the other. So that's why I have the APHIS and the trip designations. Awesome. You know, what we say all the time at ERMI, if you're in the agricultural business, you're also in the transportation business. And then we come across professionals such as yourself and and you you prove exactly that. So, you know, that's just great. And your role is agribusiness transportation practice leader, right, at Aurora. And what does that mean? I mean, what would you say is typical of what you do in a day? So to answer your first question, what does that mean? I I have a little over a hundred clients right now about 80% transportation, 20% other, just meaning that that they don't necessarily have a DOT number. And what my role is, I have a couple of account managers. My role is to just be the, the expert in the room for our, you know, 120 plus staff. So if if someone else gets an account that's transportation or farm focused, you know, I, I, I talk to them right away, um, help them go through it, do some joint work with them. But I, I typically see all of the accounts before, you know, we decide if we're going to market them and pursue them. What a typical day is for me, usually I'm up between 6.30 and 7. I'll, uh, I'll check emails until about 8 a.m., respond to some emails, do some busy work if I have some. Um, and I have an 8 a.m. rolling meeting with my account managers that usually goes on for 10 to 20 minutes. We discuss, you know, what's going on with current accounts, if there's fires that need to be put out, if, you know, we need to follow up with uh, underwriters on an account that we've submitted, the basic stuff that you talk about with your team. After that, I do my dial. So I, you know, have a list of 25 to 30 people that I've either met the previous week or been introduced to or referred to, call them. A lot of people don't answer the phone early, but, you know, I'll get callbacks during the day. So I'll set new appointments for that week or the next week. 
if I'm light on appointments, I get in my car and I drive around and drop off business cards and introduce myself to local businesses. Fundamentally, my, my job is to is to help clients understand their risk and the insurance that they need to purchase in order to mitigate that risk. And I want my clients to understand what I'm looking at, what underwriters are looking at, when it's a tr trucking account, you know, what do their maintenance scores look like? Have they had, you know, large shock losses or is there a tendency in small losses? How can we improve, you know, trucking companies hiring practices? What loss control measures do they have? Do they have a safety plan? Those are questions. Um, when I'm an advisor to the client, I'm also, you know, the the first line of defense, if you will, for the insurance carrier, since they don't actually speak to one another during the underwriting process. Um, so I'm an advocate, you know, for the for the the carrier, and I'm a storyteller for the insured in their business. So it's it sounds like a lot of responsibility, and it, and it can be, but it's it's fun, and I really do enjoy it. Sounds like a busy day. You know, I, I think career and in insurance can be interesting and there's there's travel, there's understanding contracts, there's there's so much going on with it. And you seem to have familiarity with both ag and, and transportation, which is which is great. I mean, at, at the heart of the business, understanding what they do, which I think is important to put insurance coverage on, especially these risks are serious risks. One of the reasons Ernie chose to create the certifications is there some of the occupations with some of the highest deaths and injuries, right? If you just look Absolutely. at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And, and I'm curious, what do you see as the most common exposure issues or coverage trends? And what are some of the things you might recommend to our listeners? Sure. I think common exposure from both ag and and, and farm accounts and trucking accounts is is employee safety, like you mentioned. So we we as an agency tend to lead with with workers comp from a risk standpoint to get in with a with a client. Everyone's got to have it, and if you don't have good loss control measures, it can get out of control pretty quickly. And aside aside from workers comp and and you know health benefits, both farming accounts and trucking accounts they have heavy uh, equipment that needs to be insured with with liability and inland marine limits that meet contracts for shippers or for brokers the you know the interesting thing on on the TIV the total insured value limits we we've seen a, a large hyper increase in the values of equipment which have made it very difficult for business owners to properly insure their equipment you know in the in the consumer market we saw you know, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the used vehicle market 18 to 24 months ago was was exploding. You you know, used cars had five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars over their normal price. And uh, and then new vehicles were were getting an MSRP, you know, well over, you know, ten to twenty percent. Well, that all has an impact on insurance. And, you know, in the commercial marketplace, you know, this led to higher repair costs replacement costs, labor costs, all increasing. You know, a $200,000 uh, Peterbilt semi was, you know, being financed at a value of 270 or 280. And that's a large increase for an insurance carrier to to take on and and properly, you know, collect the, the right amount of premium. So that's, that's a common exposure. The other thing to note here is that, you know, we're in the middle of a, of a hard market on, on the property side of things. And 
you know, California property insurers have looked for any reason to non-renew or cancel the our, our winery, vineyards, produce, all of those are subject to fire hazard. Um, we've seen similar instances in uh, in the Gulf states over the years with, you know, specifically California insurers leading the headlines, but Florida insurers as well, you know, leaving for wind and flood risk. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough when property is the common exposure because you have to have it insured if your business is going to sustain long term. But at, you know, what cost and the one thing that clients can do and what I typically recommend is, you know, be diligent with maintaining their, their property. You know, something that's coming up a lot now is creating what is called a defensible space. So how much room is between your property and a, and a hazard, you know, fire or flood, depending on where you live in the, in the country, or if you were just living here in California and the winter we had here, a lot of parts of our states got, uh, got flooded, but just being aware of these costs, um, updating your safety plan, you know, making sure that when you have a, a large loss that it's addressed. And, you know, what I always say is invite your trusted advisor to come in and do safety audits and review your safety SOPs. And this is this is my philosophy is to just always be proactive instead of reactive. And, um, you know, I, I try to align myself with clients that, that have this same philosophy. But being in sales, you come across a lot of business owners that are indifferent to promoting quality safety and having a quality safety culture. Um, so, you know, just just making sure that I'm doing my part so that these important industries are well represented. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. It's an interesting journey, right? <laughs> it's, and also good, you know, getting to know you and, and hear the, your stories. I think, you know, the hard market does make for more interested owners when it comes to safety, for sure. So, so here, here's the last question for you. What advice would you give your peers about considering a career in, in the insurance business? It's been the best kept secret for generations for a reason. Uh, <laughs> jo- joking aside, I, anytime someone asks me about it, I, I, I mention a couple of things. You know, you can, you can control your income, you can control your clients, and you can control your schedule. So all three of those things don't happen all the time, but you just have to remind yourself that you're in this and you get to choose that. And, um, you know, that's, that's what was most important to me, you know, having, having the freedom to, to choose who I want to talk to, who I can talk to. And, you know, there not being a limit on, on what you can earn, uh, you know, from, from the broker agent uh, standpoint, we are compensated by the insurance carrier on every risk that we, that we bind with them. But what, what I really enjoy about it is if you're curious, you can find a niche, you will be employable. As we mentioned earlier, the world creates new risk every day. So there's always going to be a need for, for risk advising. And, you know, there's new insurance products, programs, new technology, all of that's coming out sooner than, than we can sell it. And, you know, if you're a business owner listening to this, you need a risk advisor. You need somebody that, that checks in with you and isn't just there because business insurance is a requirement to operate. Overall, I think insurance is a great career option for, for anybody, whether it's a transition 
um, like like myself, or if you start out of college, if you're lucky enough to go to a, a business school that has a, a risk-focused degree, that that is the most important thing for a sustainable long-term business plan is to mitigate your risk. For me, you know, I'm, I'm self-motivated and curious and, you know, I, I get excited when I talk to a, you know, a trucking company that, you know, is hauling harvesters to and from a farm that produces nuts. I mean, that's, that's fascinating to me. I, I find that very interesting. Speaking in front of a, a wine trail, sipping on wine and talking to 15, you know, winery business owners, that's, that's fun for me. Being proactive in the community is what business owners like to see, who they're attracted to, who they want to work with. So if if you want to speak with decision makers, control your own schedule, control your income, and have an impact on really any industry that you enjoy, insurance is a good career. But you do have to have thick skin because it, it is a constant roller coaster. You have you know really good days and really bad days, uh, winning streaks, losing streaks. And, you know, sure wins that you thought were going to buy in that backfire last minute. And then you'll have out of the blue victories that that surprise you. So all in all, it's 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 awesome. I, I, I can't imagine doing anything different. So this is, you know, it's not really a pitch to my peers. But if this were my pitch, my pitch were to be, you know, considerate. It's it's fascinating. Well, I love it. You know, I, I hope your peers are listening, William. Uh, our industry needs more sharp new people in the industry, just like yourself. And, you know, I love that you're on this continuous learning journey, right? It's not just I, I learned this, but the risks are always changing. That's why, you know, not only getting the certification, but attending the conferences, talking with other peers, going through the same thing, building your network is is so important. And I want to encourage all of our listeners out there to start on the path to earning additional credentials like William. So go to ermy.com and look into our certification program so that you can all be successful and of course, uh, we would love to welcome any of you to our 2024 AgriCon or Transportation Risk Conference. So thanks for listening.